to the Jesus Reveal podcast. My name is Zinklem Lube. Today it is day 12. We have walked, man, faithful, faithful journeys from day one, day 11. And I'm, I'm really, really grateful to God that we are now in day 12. And we'll be then talking about just a passage of scripture that I guess as a, as a ministry, it, it has been one that in a sense, lines up with our theme uh, that, that, we, that we have around going beyond the four walls. But this then speaks around the harvest is, is plentiful. And our scripture reference is in, is in Matthew chapter 9 from verse 35 to, to 38. And today I'm joined by Minister Stembile Miri. Ste, welcome and, and thank you for being here. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much. Great. It's so good to have you. So, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to, to 38. Yes. When we then look at, I think in the previous days, uh, we, we tend to ask the question of significance, but I think there's been a change in the tone around who is Jesus revealed as in, yeah. in, in this passage? Well, keeping in tune then with the, with, with the name of the podcast. So I'll put that question to you around in, in this passage of scripture, chapter 9 from verse 35 to 38, who is Jesus revealed as? Well, this is such a beautiful scripture because it tells us the heart of Jesus yeah. without even having to say much. We already know who he is. We already get to experience him from the stories yeah. being told of him. And the first one over here is that Jesus is revealed as being on mission. Right, so for the first part of the scripture, yeah. it lets us know that he was doing the Lord's business. He was doing the kingdom's work. He was in the field and he was actually getting things done. Yeah. The yeah. next part yeah. of it that we see is that Jesus is revealed to us as having an eye. He sees what is happening and he doesn't just see it um, yeah. passively. He sees it and he acknowledges it and it does something to him, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. this is obviously when he sees the multitudes that we see it. But then the scripture goes on to speak about Jesus being revealed to us as having compassion. And his compassion is on this great multitude of people who were lost, people yeah, who yeah, seem yeah. to have no direction. And the Bible goes on to speak about it as they look like they really are in desperate need of a shepherd. Mm, mm, this is mm. a great quality of Jesus, which I believe will really, we will continue to see in the story, but we also get to see it and experience it in our lives mm. as well. Now, another part that we see is Jesus is revealed to us in the scripture as being observant and aware, but he also um, is revealed to us as sharing the conviction that he has with the people around him. Yeah. So he turns to his disciples a little later on and he lets them know that, you know, the harvest is so great, um, but the harvests are not as yeah. many. Yeah. And so yeah. the last part that we, he is revealed to us as, as he is revealed in prayer, when he mm, says mm, to his disciples, you know, go ahead and ask the father that he should bring more disciples or yeah, he should bring yeah, more yeah, harvesters yeah. to the work because there is just so much to do. It's just so much to do. Indeed, indeed. And, and I think one of the things that I want to just go back to and one thing that struck me as you were sharing it is Jesus being observant. Yeah. And Take into account, and, and you've said it so well, that there is a large crowd, but 
Jesus, in a sense, can see the condition in each yeah. and every person yeah. and yeah. sees that desperation. And man, I, I just found that so, so personal in that, mm. you know, in, in anyone's condition, Jesus sees it. Mm. Yeah, yeah and, and, and sometimes it's so easy because we're in a multitude, right? Yeah. You would easily think that he could miss the, the little things inside of your life. Yeah. He could miss yeah. the yeah. things which make you you or which make your current moment what it is. Yeah. But it's so beautiful that, you know, he, he is kind of like a, he has personified himself as caring. Yeah. And we get to experience that in him and in the scripture here today. True, and, and I think then that, that's, that's so good because then it, it brings or elevates that whole thing of the analogy that, that Matthew says where he sees they're being harassed and helpless yeah. and like a sheep without, without, without a shepherd. Yeah. And then he then, I guess, in, in other passages of scripture, positioning himself as mm. that good shepherd. Yeah. And I guess sort of strengthening that, that analogy of an observant shepherd or a good mm. shepherd is one that knows the condition of each and mm. every sheep, even if it's a multitude of, of, of sheep. And, yeah. and, and, that's, and that's so, so good. Mm. Now, I just want to then look at as well another analogy. And, and I think for a passage that has about four verses, there are just nuggets of analogies and metaphors yeah. crammed in, in just a, in short, such a short thing, yeah. short scripture. So I want to look at then the, the harvest element and him mm. saying the harvest is plentiful, but the harvesters are few. So the, the whole thing of the harvest, meaning it's already been, I guess, for lack of a better word, harvested. You've already chopped it <laughs> off. Yeah. You've, you've already, you're in the process of preparing yes, whatever you've yes. harvested. Maybe if you can, stay, just take us through then that, that metaphor of the harvest being used and, and for you then where that takes you. When we read a little bit before, prior to Matthew 9, yeah. it speaks about it so beautifully in Matthew 3 that uh, the Lord comes and what he does is he firstly, uh, he baptizes us with the Holy Spirit mm. and with fire, which means that he purifies us, right? He works on us. But then what he does is that he has uh, this winnowing fork that he takes in his hand and he goes to the threshing floor. Yeah. Now, when he's at the threshing floor, there is a dividing that happens mm. between everything that has come or that has made its way to the floor. And what he does is he separates the wheat and he separates it from the chaff. And, yeah, and what yeah. we see happening over there is that although there was a unity amongst the whole stalk and everything which was on yeah, top yeah, of a door, yeah. or although everything which shared in the nutrients, um, you know, the all of this, the whole thing grew up together as a, as a way to put it. But here in this threshing floor, there is a separating that happens. And I believe that this is exactly, um, you know, an example of how then this metaphor is, is then understood. That yeah, whilst yeah. we all come together and whilst we may all be raised in, in the same country, in the same world, doing similar things, that there comes a time in our lives where we are then separated and we are made distinct. And I think what the Lord is then calling us to in this season is to live a consciously distinct life. You know, our lives yeah 
can either represent the wheat or it can represent the chaff. Now, the good thing about being wheat is that you get to go to a great place where you're in the barn of the father is how yeah, he explains yeah. it in, in, in the scripture. But the only sad thing about this, or, or really the most devastating part about being chaff is that you get to go to a place where the only good thing is then fire. Hmm. That's the only yeah, use yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And what sad of a story really is it that how sad of a story rather is it uh, that you would have lived your entire life doing things uh, in the in, in in the thought of that we're all doing things in the same way, yeah, but at the yeah, end of yeah, the day, yeah. at the threshing floor, because the father really knows us, like really, yeah. really knows us, he then separates us and he says, actually, even though you thought you were wheat, you were really chaff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's how I see it, yeah. Jeez, I think, yeah, that's that's very, very strong to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's very strong. And I, I, I'm just also at the same time, when looking at the life of a person who is in ministry and really mm. is in the work of God, there are certain things that I see here that are, are both lessons. Yeah. And I think places are, of comfort. Maybe starting backwards mm. is what you were talking about, the, the harvest. And as, as, as ministers, we go into work that has, in a sense, already been prepared for us. Yeah. Because it, it, we're not about to, we're not planting seeds. We're not, we're not taking care of anything. All that we're doing is working in the harvest fields. We're not working we're in... We're working in, the land. We're not working the land. Yeah. No, no, no. The Father has already prepared all of that work. And it, it's then to work it backwards as well, the whole thing of Christ showing us that he sees everyone yeah. and he sees their desperation, he sees their depression, he sees their harassment. Surely then, that should be something towards us in the mission field. That's the same heart, surely, we, mm. we should adopt as well in having that observant eye for the condition of people. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that, you know, God trains us so well in how to be observant yeah. because of how he loves us, right? So mm. the mission mm. is mm. always to love is how we have been loved. And I think if we, you know, train ourselves uh, to kind of practice that, um, maybe even starting with the people closest to us and then just mm. kind of mm. moving it on and on and on as we get better, we will yeah. actually see that, this thing is work. Yeah. And I think then we will also then really appreciate what Jesus did and continues to do for us in as, as he, he, he like draws us to himself, even as he disciples us in our lives. Yeah. So I think that, you know, a life of discipleship and, and as we extend it to the people around us and as we reflect Jesus, um, we need him to do those things because mm, firstly, mm. we may not have uh, done those certain things. We may not be in those environments before, yeah. but we need him to show us exactly how these people whom he has focused on throughout their entire lives, how they need to be reached, how they need to be touched, Amen. how yeah. they will uh, receive love, how they will receive hope how they yeah, will receive yeah. christ in us yeah and i think sure that's that's so good uh, and it 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 then 
brings boils down to that point of of Jesus then telling us then that we should pray yeah. for the workers. Yes. And and it goes back to your point around the training and the discipleship. So in that, let them be in a position, in a place that they can be observant, yeah. that in their observance, they know how to care well for them. Yeah. So it's, it's not so much about praying for the multitude to be saved, but rather praying for the workers to be ready to take care mm. of the multitude because yeah. that's the most important thing. Yeah. Not so much them coming to us, but us going to them. Yeah. And there was a, a question that in a preaching, I think, from, from, past, from Dr. Tish last year around that one phrase of, can we be trusted with the city? Mm. And sure. when, I, when I see that prayer, I think about that phrase or that question of, can we as believers actually be trusted? And in a sense, bring it to this passage of scripture, can we be trusted with the harvest? Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a, a good point that you mentioned, you yeah. know, can we be trusted with the harvest? Can we be trusted with the hearts of people? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's serious business. I know that some people um, may have experienced different hurts in, in different places, and it's sometimes really hard to separate yourself uh, from the yeah. memory or, or from how it felt and all of those things. But but here is God saying to us that I will disciple you as yeah. you disciple them. Yeah. And I think yeah. that is a safe place to teach from. It is a safe place to lead from knowing that, you know, we're not just doing it uh, out of our own knowledge. We're doing it from the guidance. We're doing it from hearing the voice of God. We're only doing it as the Lord commands yeah. us, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like, you know how the story um, says in the Bible that, you know, uh, the people didn't leave unless the glory of God left. They didn't take yeah, a step yeah, unless yeah, he, he yeah, took a step. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's just about that intentional, conscious and constant hearing from God and doing what he says. Yeah. So, Sir, thank you so much again. And, and maybe let's wrap it up. Yeah. And looking at this passage of, of Scripture and all that we have discussed, mm -hmm. to the person that's listening to us, to the person that is watching us, what would you like them to walk away with when looking at this this particular mm. scripture? Well, you know, it's it's such a good scripture to kind of see ourselves um, in in our walk with God, yeah. I believe, you know, um, it's so real, it's so raw. And I think it's like a personalized message from, from Jesus to us, from Jesus to our hearts that, you know, he has now walked with us. He has spotted us in the multitudes. Mm -hmm. uh, he has chosen us in the multitudes and he has cared for us even before we have encountered that much yeah. of him, right? Because whilst Jesus was already doing the work, it doesn't necessarily tell us that, you know, they had encountered him in, in the different ways and, and whatnot. And, and maybe it does, but, but either way, you know, God meets us and he knows us and he wants to continue to know us. It doesn't stop at him just hearing about how we feel. It doesn't stop at, at him just hearing about, you know, yeah. where we're at. He yeah. wants to walk with us. And I think that's where I would like to leave it, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and to everyone, to her last words, God sees you and God is a God who is very, very observant of all your harassments, all your depression, and he is there for you. And so... God bless you again, uh, Minister Ste.
for, for being with us and for just sharing this with us. And God bless you for, for continuing to, to listen to us and to, to just watch us on our various platforms. It is day 12. We've got so many more days. We've got about 28 more days to go. And we just trust and pray that you'll be with us in this journey as we reveal Jesus day by day. Mm -hmm.